0: about living free now Thomas called the twin one of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came this is after Jesus resurrection he had appeared four other times until this moment this is his fifth resurrection appearance he met with Mary Magdalene he met with with the other women he met two disciples on the road to Emmaus he met with 10 other disciples but he had not met with Thomas yet. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to him, Unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. And Thomas with them. Jesus came the doors being shut, stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here. Look at my hands. Reach your hand in my side. Put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Not just believe, but believing. Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Now here, blessed are those who have not seen me yet have believed. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book, the book of John. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Believing that you may have life in his name. Let me say to you today, this time that we have between our beginning and our end is just a dash. It is a small measure of the timeline of eternity. And when you enter into this world, you have a beginning, and you may leave this world, but you will have no end. You will live throughout all of eternity. You will never cease to exist. You will always and forever be. You'll either be in the presence of the living God worshiping around the throne of the Lord or you will be separated entirely from God and you will be in damnable hell for all of eternity but you will never, ever, never, ever cease to exist. You are an eternal being. You just happen to be having a human experience. But life that we are given so precious. needs to be living, lived with God in order to have the benefits of being alive. And how do we find the life? I want you to know I'm so tired of the enemy. I'm so tired of this. His persuasion and his deception and doing bad things to people and convincing them to do bad things to themselves and blaming God when God wants to bring life. The enemy's come to kill, to steal, and destroy. He's come to destroy lives. And I watch the human condition and the suffering that takes place. And I believe, folks, it is time that we bring justice. Past president, he paid for it all. In full. If we could just maybe use a just a small analogy that's not even comparable to what we owed. Imagine, if you will, just let your imagination just go. The the biggest, grandest house that you could ever imagine. Just rolling estates, land, and just goes on and on and on and on and on. A walled gate. It's your estate. It it, it it's it's got your name on the on the title deed. You're 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 there, and you, you've got all of this estate, and it's it's got the swimming pools. It's got multiple bedrooms. It's got everything you could imagine that, that, that you would imagine to be in a nice home. And so you're there, but now you have you you're, you're camped outside, living in a tent. And you owe the bill that is due on this property. And you're going to have to reconcile these accounts at the end of your life. That's your estate, but you don't have a job. That's your estate, but you don't have any currency in order to pay for this. None whatsoever. You go in and you... Draw some money on some paper and say, is this good? Will this work? <laughs> no. This is what we call good deeds and works. <laughs> We're drawing out our own currency. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I know, I know, I got a game. And it, it's I, I got it tucked away in my tent. Let me go in there. Let me raffle around. Oh, here we are. It's called Monopoly. Look, I'll get all the 500s and the 100s, and, and I'll get the, the 50s and the 20s and the ones and the fives. And I look, this is surely this currency will work in order to pay for this entire estate. Surely it's not going to work. Now, folks, let me say to you today, you've got to get this in your spirit. you got to know it in your knower. You've got to get it so deep down inside of you that it transforms the way you think, the way you operate, the way you move about, the way you see others. It is your perception. It is what you understand that no currency on earth, there is nothing on earth that can pay the debt that you owe because everything on earth was corrupted because of sin. Nothing! Doesn't matter if you owned Fort Knox, if you own the wells in, in, in the eastern country, if you had all the wealth amassed on the entire face of the earth, you would be offering God monopoly money and paper money. It's not has no value, no remittance in eternity. It's a sin that you could never ever ever pay until until god stepped through the womb of a woman named mary walked on the face of this earth a sinless life and he wasn't struggling with the sin nature because he himself walked as the whole and complete God. Now there was a, a time where he came and all sin was laid upon his shoulders. And when it was laid upon his shoulders, he offered himself as the complete payment for your sin, which you could never, ever. Ever pay? It would be like you trying to come up, working 150 hours a week, and coming up and putting all your little coins and all your paper money and all your currency down and saying, Look, is this enough? And God would say, Unfortunately, it is not. You cannot pay your debt with anything of earth. It was only after Christ came yes. right. and He paid it. All. Oh. He said, if you want to receive the payment for your debt, you gotta have faith in that payment. <laughs> Come on now. You just, how do I receive the freely? Freely you have received. Freely you give. You if you're earning it, Paul says in the book of Romans, if you're still trying to earn it by your works, you're still in debt. And <laughs> you don't understand the joy of what it means to live under grace by faith in Almighty God. And now you don't. Once you understand this, you don't try to impute works on somebody else. You just keep pointing them to Jesus. He paid the debt. He paid the debt. He paid the debt. We're not going to religion. We're not going to bring you into a form of religion so that you can have some sort of some sort of means of of security and safety outside of Christ. We're going to point you to the cross. We're going to say your sins are remitted there. What He has paid is enough. And when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you live your life according to faith and faith alone and now the work of god there is an importation of the grace of god that enters inside of you it's called his righteousness and now what i couldn't do before what i wouldn't do before i can do by the power of the blood of jesus christ living on the inside of me and my god that is the good news Now, if you get to the place where you're just like, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray to the Lord. Then you are dead in your sins. Because when you come alive, you're hungry. When you come alive, you all of a sudden, what you didn't want to do before, I wanted to do. I thought every churchgoer was a nerd. No slam on the nerds. I'm just saying. I was deceived in b- believing that only weaklings go to church. You want to you want to be tough, you got to self-destruct like me. you got to pour, pour it down your throat and, and take another toke. Are you hearing me? I thought I was cool. I wasn't cold. I, wasn't, I was cool not because I was cool. I was cool because I was dead. Dead on the inside. Trying to self-medicate with this destruction, but... Oh, my God, when Jesus Christ stepped in, I thought, now that's, a, that's what it means to be a real man. It's not one that lays up and lays around. It's one who stands up and is counted. It says, now I understand. That the ones that are truly brave in the world are not the ones that are, that, are, that are outside of the covenant grace of God. It's one standing saying, I will stand between heaven and hell. I will be the one in the gap. I will hold on to heaven and I will reach for hell. And I will do with all the strength of God to bring those two together. So we understand sin was paid for sin was paid for, everything that was attributed to me that I, I could not change and I couldn't pay for. The Lord says, because you have faith in my payment, you're no longer bankrupt, now you're bankrolled. So let's ditch the tent, the door of Jesus is open, move on in. Because my kingdom, see that kingdom that we talked about, that massive kingdom with rolling hills and estates, we step into that now because we're in relationship with the one who owns it all. And that's how we are meant to live. But you see here, here's Thomas, and he wasn't with him being crucified. I won't believe because I saw the blood. Squirt from his spurt from his hands uh, as they drove the nails in. I won't believe uh, because I saw them uh, when they took the spear and they shoved it through his heart, and blood and water came forth. Uh, he was, you can't live on earth without a without a heart. You can't live uh, with that kind of agony. You can't live. No human being could survive uh, or endure that kind of torture. There's no way. He said, I won't believe. Jesus came, stood in the midst of them. Doors were locked. Windows were shut. He just walked through the wall. He appeared. Materialized. It was a greeting like any other greeting. How are you doing? Buenos dias. Hola. I'm moving, so um, it was the greeting was peace be with you. Shalom. I, I'm I'm walking in. I'm just bringing peace. We're at peace together. But you know, for us, we're thinking about peace. That's not a normal greeting that we have. And so I think it was apropos that when Jesus walked in, he's like, you know, if 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 an angel or or or, or, or Jesus was a manifest right here, some people in this room are going to freak out. Amen? And the Lord just said, peace be with you. Now, Thomas, get over here. (laughs) Come here, Thomas. Take your finger now and touch, touch. I want to show you, I want to show you where the marks were at, where those nails drove through. Some say they drove through the hands, others say through the wrist, whatever. Now, come here. Put your hand into the side into the side. Now, what I want to show you, and that is this. Jesus did not show him an open wound. There's not enough currency on earth that can pay for the effects of sin in my life. Did you get that? What are the effects of sin? Effects of sin is hurt, brokenness, shame, disappointment, sickness, and death. When Jesus came and he saved us, He saved us by paying the sin debt. He saved us by delivering us out of bondage. He saved us by setting us free from the the tyranny of the enemy. But He does more than that. He heals us from the effects of that sin. See, you can amass all the wealth in the world. And some of you are still aspiring and saying, yes, I will be successful. Yes, I will have a place on earth that, that I have, live in luxury and in ease and I'm I'm, I'm 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 at a place where I can take in all the resources and I can dole them out at leisure and I will have all that I could ever desire. And then when you find yourself at that place, you are not, and not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and not accept the fact that He has healed you You're going to be just as broken. You might be a little bit better off in this world,
1: but you're still going to be broken on the inside. See, but we can take the little trinkets of the enemy and it's a carrot on the stick and, It's the little bells and the whistles and we chase after it. We're never all quite ready to reach it. If I had one more relationship, if I have one more dollar, if I have one more house, if I just, you know, the last one didn't work out, but surely he'll work out this time. So I just need that man to make me happy. I just need that woman to make me happy. I just got to have this other thing, this other thing. And when you find yourself in those places and you discover, my God, this is not doing what it's called me to do. Sad to me that the waste of life because of the effects of sin. Pull up that picture. This young lady here was trafficked as a child at an early age. And in this particular Liz and their team, and Pastor Vicente and Patty, they, they have three camp, three areas, three campuses, I do campuses, locations, where they go and minister. This was the last location. And the Lord just opened up and just said, Pray for the broken hearts. And there was such despair. And this young lady here, she didn't even know what to do. She was just sitting there, and she—I could see she was just she was just locked down. She was sitting on the second row, and we're under the tent, and we're just ministering the word of God, and we're just telling about the love of the Father and how how He loves her, and just just kept just the Holy Spirit was just kept waves after waves after waves and of the of the Spirit of the Lord, and, and she was just all locked up. But when she got up and she responded, and and, and when she responded and she stood up, and and gathered around to begin to pray, and the ladies began to pray, and all of a sudden you could see a. go go through her you could see her countenance begin to change and all of a sudden the glory of God came into her heart she was transformed in the moment this lady that, that I don't know when the last time she laughed but she was so giddy and so joy filled that she couldn't stop laughing she couldn't stop laughing because she heard that Jesus not only paid the sin debt But he paid the effects of sin. Couldn't imagine the horrific abuse that she must have suffered. No wonder she was locked up. But she found out that there's somebody who can jerk that door open, break up that foundation, get rid of it. Is she going to have to cultivate a relationship with Christ? Absolutely. But there's something knowing that God didn't just get me out of hell. He gave me life. He gave me life. And in, where does that life come from? It comes from believing Believing that what he did for one, he's done for me. It comes from believing that the sin debt's not only been paid, but I'm no different than Lazarus. When I came out of the grave, when I came out, the command of the Lord is to loose them and let them go. That when Jesus Christ came off the cross, see, many times, folks, if we don't have the revelation of the fact that Christ has completed the work, then instead of showing them our healing, we show them our open wounds. If they get to see it at all, we show them how much hurt that we still have in our heart. And we operate accordingly. How do you know when a person's hurt? It's like, don't touch me. You break a hand and it swells up. It's like don't touch that. You guard it. You keep everybody from seeing it. You you make sure that they don't get close enough to hurt you again. If you believe that God has called you to live an isolated existence then you are hurt. If you believe that you cannot be, belong to a body of believers, you are hurt. If you come into the house of God and every preacher, you're lining up, measuring up. I've had people sit on these pews and tell me, I'm watching you, preacher. Well, make sure. Well, make sure. I said, that really bothers me. I said, well, I'm watching you too. See, somebody hurt him, and now it's affected him. We can't can't move on. Before we prayed for this young lady, several of the ladies that were there, a few of the gentlemen, I made them do something. I said, this is going to be hard, but you're going to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to do this. You're going to ask God to forgive them. You're going to ask God to forgive those that hurt you so that you can receive the full healing He has in store for you. See, that unforgiveness will hinder your walk with God. It'll That hurt will always be guarded and protected. Let me say to you, as long as you live in this life, you can't fully protect yourself from everything that goes on. It's not going to happen. The best place to be is in covenant with a living God. And it doesn't matter if you're in Mexico or Africa or on the streets or shopping at a shopping center over here. You hear what I'm saying? You're just... Gotta walk knowing that God is for you and He's your protection. See if He's paid my sin debt. Jesus showed Him the scars. This is the resurrected Christ, He's in His resurrected body, He houses the resurrection spirit. He is still human in every bit God. And he has scars. It's a body. Why would he have scars? To show you that yes, sin has an effect. My sin had an effect on him. And that's why he took it, those. He was sinless, uh, and he was the only sacrifice. Uh, but he also would declare to you there is healing from the effects of sin. See <laughs> when <laughs> that we're taking
0: the purpose God has and now I can walk this walk and I can talk this talk and I, I can do what God called me to do. It's not a boast or a brag on me. It is a boast and a brag on the living God. It's, it's, it's now, it's, it's a possibility. It's now a reality because now I can do what God called me to do. Why? Because he gave me his, his sin payment for all of sin and the effects of sin. Wait a minute. He pierced my heart. His heart was pierced, thus my heart can be healed. My heart can be healed. I don't have to guard. I don't have to guard against people coming and hurting me because God is protecting me. Amen, I, I, I'm not I'm living under fear. It doesn't mean that fear doesn't try to knock at my door and get inside my heart and my house. But now when I find myself in fear, instead of just freaking out and saying God doesn't care for me, I just say, Lord Jesus, come on, Lord Jesus, can you wake up? Lord, I just I need you right here in this moment. This boat's filling up, and I don't know. Lord, could you wake up? And the Lord says, yes, what do you need? Could you rebuke this storm for me? No, I tell you what I'm going to do, son. I'm going to rise up, and I'm going to put my spirit inside of you, and now you're going to rebuke that storm. That's what's going to happen there. The Bible says that he was bruised. He was bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. We love the fact that we saw in Mexico... We didn't take time to share, but there were some physical healings. Joints and backs. And one lady came up, she's older, older lady. Sit there and she blind in one eye. And I don't mean this to be funny, but she couldn't see out of the other. Okay. So we prayed for the individual eyes. We didn't see the one that she was blind in healed, but she could see clear out the one that. Had some <laughs> partial healing There's Stacy and some of the others who prayed for, for those and in back injuries and knees and, and things that God, God just healed, and many, many others. But seeing as we look at that, what we see is God heals, but there is there is a deep, deep, deep hurt in people that has no physical reality in a sense you can't see it but it's the bruising of their inner being and it is limiting on the fullness of life and from a person who has come out of bondage And seen the light of the life of Jesus Christ, the aha, the wonderful life that we can have in him. And be at a place where you stop trying to build yourself up with works and and, and approval and praise and and, and living under a, a, the fear of man and the fear of circumstance. And You just say, "Wait a minute, I, I, I was broken, but now I'm healed. God healed my body, healed my mind, He healed my hands, He healed my feet, and now He's healed my heart, and He's healed the areas that nobody can see. I'm healed." And it's okay just to be you by his stripes. You know, the burdens we should be carrying are not the burdens of the world because we're yoked with Christ, and his yoke is easy, and his burdens light. You know why? Because he carried the burden. And then he enables us to carry the burden, not without him, but with him. This one area where he shed his blood we didn't talk about. And my apologies, but I, I his whole body sweat began to come forth. Anywhere he bled, we're free. Anywhere we he bled, we're healed. He bled in his head, so our mind is healed. He bled in his sides, so our heart is healed. He bled in his feet, so our feet are healed. His bled in his hands, and so our hands are healed. Bled on his back, and his backs are healed. Bled on the internal, and so our internals heal. But also, he's blood. I got sweaty feet. I got sweaty feet. <laughs> Sweaty hands, sweaty neck, sweaty Are you seeing this? Everywhere you have a pore, you can sweat. And when blood came forth from his sweat, our entire being was healed. Is it good? Is it good? Come on. So when he healed us, he didn't just... Hurting people
1: hurts the heart of God.
0: and obeying the commands of the living God, He br- you bring forth good into this world, the goodness of the Father to the lost humanity, remitting their sins. In other words, telling them that your sins have been paid for. God didn't give you an invoice when you came to accept Him as Lord and Savior. He gave you a receipt to say it is paid in full. Now go out and tell others that your sin debt's not only paid, but now your heart, your being, every bit of you can be healed from the effects of sin. That's right. That's and this young lady, whose life was tragically taken over by the enemy and all the desires of man, forced into a life she had no choice in. And see, she had been brought out of that industry brought out but it wasn't out of her. she could have kept living her life closed up, guarding, protecting but she accepted something she didn't know existed because no one, For whatever reason, whatever religious system or whatever life that she was living in was never afforded the reality that there is a life that she could have that belongs to her, that's fully paid for, that is yours, and it's not only taking care of your sin debt, it's now taking care of the effects that sin has on your life. She said, I felt peace and joy. For the first time in my whole life, so happy for the first time, first time, I don't want you to waste another day. I want you to waste another moment. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what experiences you've had. Could have been as tragic as this or even more so. I don't know. But what I do know is that no matter how Painful, disappointing, and tragic it is. And I'm not belittling your suffering in the least little bit. Understand. But this is what I do know. Where sin abound. To take away that and put in you the healing. Will you respond to me in faith that I have given you? Will you respond to me? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking the Father speaking to somebody right now. Will you respond to me in faith so that I can respond to you in grace so that your heart may be healed, drag you out of that prison of paranoia, drag you out of that prison of rejection, bring you out from under that cloak of shame, and clear the skies in front of you so that you can see what God wants you to see. You can take that down. Worship team, make your way up. In fact, let's do this. Let's do this. Billy, not Billy, Joseph. Would you just come just right now, just immediately, just start playing? Just start playing. I want you to stand. Necessitates that there must be Brighter light the Lord for a greater light for a greater increase of the anointing so that when people hear that they can feel God changing them another day without it. I don't want you to entertain spirits of suicide I don't want you to listen that you're worthless and no good and you made too many mistakes and you can't make it and that's not what God's telling you what he's saying to you is my child I love you I love you I love you I love you please let me in If you're in this house today, you're just tired. We prayed with people. They said, I'm just tired of living the life I'm living. I'm just tired of living the life I'm living. If you're just tired of living the life you're living, get out of your seat and get to this altar. and say, God, today's my day. Today's my day. I'm not, I'm reaching up by faith. Come on, come on, come on. My God, just come on. Come on. Come and cry out to God and say, God, this, this is my day. This is my day. Folks, we got to have a greater anointing in the house. I'm telling you, we got to have a greater anointing in the house. we got to have a greater anointing in the house that says, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down the fear. I'm going to break down the worries. I'm going to break down all those things, and I'm going to step out, and I'm going to get what God has in store for me. Come on, I'm not asking you to close your eyes and bow your head. I'm asking you, I'm giving you an invitation for a new life in Christ. Father, I've done my part. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do, oh God. Right now, if you are living in depression, get out of your seat and get to this altar. If you're living with a, with a heartfelt hurt that you can't seem to get over, you got a paranoia in your life, and you're always worried about what other people are thinking about you. You're living under the fear of man. Get out of that seat and get to this altar and start praying. we got people down here who say, I'll stand with you. I will stand with you. If you're in this place and you have suffered from trauma in your life, You've got a post-traumatic trauma in your life. You've been affected from a, some event in your life and you're like, I want to be free from this. Get out of your seat. And get to this altar. Come on.